Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everyone. It's been a minute, but I'm ready to continue with my breakdown of the first season of the TV show Raised by Wolves. It's time for episode six. Let's get started. Welcome to the newest episode of SDW. Super Dario World. kind of a minute to get back into this one because it's a lot of fucking work to get these done but i still haven't finished the season honestly like i swear i have not finished uh it at all i'm as i watch an episode i do a review so i'm kind of going a little bit antsy because i want to finish this one and the boys but i'm 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 doing my best here all right It's, it's been a busy few weeks Anyway, uh, also a quick reminder that any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dario the Show on Instagram and at Super Dario World. Uh, I am not going to be doing live streams this week, but you can find this video on Super Dario World. I know it makes it easier for people to follow along if they have an image, so you can fi- you can find that there. Like, subscribe, and all that it really helps out. And like I said, I'm doing doubles all week, so I'm trying to pre-record as much as I can. Uh, so I'm, I will probably do a double today too. I don't know. We'll see. But. Uh, all right, let's, let's just get started. I don't even know why I'm rambling here. But uh, let's begin uh, with the breakdown of episode six of The Wolves. So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm raised by wolves. I'm, my brain ain't even here anymore. My brain, I'm, I'm too tired. All right, so let's begin with the summary. So, uh, this one, uh, we're not going to do new characters because there really weren't any new characters introduced. So, I'm just going to skip that completely. And let's begin with the breakdown. So, uh, the episode begins with mother here going back into the the memory that she previously recovered of being with her creator the original champion and she kind of just tries to relive relive the fantasy you know the love fantasy that she had with, with that guy because i guess she discovered that she was in love with him and uh we we see her uh being kind of depressed there but uh what we see that she what we learned that she's been spending quite a lot of time back at that machine um we also learned that the humans here, the the parents, Mary and Marcus, they have been spying basically on the kids and they're trying to figure out a plan of how they can take out Mother so they can recover the kids. Uh, mother, As Mother returns, they come up with the idea of like, hey, she leaves every day for a few hours and, come back, and comes back from the exact same area. How about if we go explore where she's, com- where she's coming from? Which I guess is a smart idea, um, unless you know she's just going on a patrol and it has a pattern. But still, it's better than sitting there and doing nothing. So they did that, uh, and at, father has begin has begun wondering, like, hey, you know how you disappear for a few hours? The fuck you've been? <laughs> and mother's like, I'm patrolling. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And so this conversation that they're having is actually overheard by Hunter, and Hunter's like, ah, oh, man, that bitch is lying. So she's <laughs> she's lying to you, dad. Oh, well, not dad, father. And so mother notices that she's that he's eavesdropping and says, next time, why don't you just join us for a nice conversation? So 
Uh, then we have this nice scene where the two girls, I forget their little names. Honestly, I, for, I forget the little girl's name. I think it's Molly. And so Molly is basically saying that she met a little girl named Tally and she gave her the doll. The the older girl, Tempest, she's like, you're lying. So why, why, stop lying. And the little Asian girl is like, no, I'm not lying. Uh, then mother comes in and she tries bonding with, with Tempest. And I guess it goes okay. Uh, then... They, we, we get a little scene here of the kids collecting, you know, wood, firewood, except uh, our, our boy Paul here, here he's he's picking up, he, he claims he's picking up wood, but for uh, different reasons. Uh, he has a plan that he wants to, because he's getting wood that's still alive, not dead wood, so it's all right. So he, 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 he has a plan, all right? According to Paul, he has a plan. Then uh, he starts talking to Campion, who is burying the the dead creature, the the, the dead Gollum Grievous creature that they ate. He's burying the bones. And Campion's like, it doesn't have a soul, dude. Like, kind of let it go. Campion's like, you can't tell me what to do, blah, blah. And so he he buries the thing. And and Paul's like, all right, you're wasting your time, but whatever. Uh, then Hunter kind of tries to bu- to bribe uh, Father and being like, hey, you know your, your lady was lying to you. You want me to give you an upgrade to your computing power? your computing power that way you'll be able to keep up with stuff and father's like carry the firewood bitch <laughs> and so as a uh, hunter starts collecting the firewood he notices the there's a can of food that was left behind by the by mary who was scouting and eating while they were scouting the the location and he's like oh shit there's there's a there's adults out here we they've been checking us out so that gives him a little bit of hope then uh, mother starts uh, gives a little test slash game to uh, to Paul. Basically, the game involves. I mean, and this is only going to make sense if you can see it. But the game involves. Uh, she made four squares using sticks, and the rule is she need you need to make four squares by moving three sticks. And so supposedly Campion solved this in like twenty something minutes, and he was very proud of it. And Paul solves it in like seconds. Like, not, like it was nothing. And so Campion gets really upset. And he's like, you cheated. You knew it, blah, blah. So Campion's being a little bitch. And Paul's just like, but I'm just smarter than you. <laughs> so he uh, Campion storms out. Then we get uh, the humans, uh, you know, the, well, the, the adults, Marcus. And, and they're trying to follow, again, retrace Mother's steps. And Julius starts having a conversation with Marcus. And basically he's like, hey, I read the report of how my dad died. Can you kind of fill in the blanks? And basically, we learned that the way that Marcus killed Julius' dad is because his dad took pity on a little girl. You know, uh, they captured a little girl who was an atheist, and he took pity on her, and he's like, no, let's just bring her with us. She's a child. And it turned out that the kid actually had a bomb on her, and she went off, and that killed most of you know, most of the most of the squad. And so Marcus was like, you fucking dumbass. And he killed him. So, that, by the way, the, the, the real Marcus, not not fake Marcus, Caleb Marcus that we have here. And so Caleb Marcus was like, oh, shit. Yep, that sounds about right. So we, we're kind of learning that the, that the religious people here, they're kind of like psychopaths, too. Anyway, so uh, they they find they find the the sleeping mechanism that she's been hacking into, they, they explore it and they're like, okay, so the, the count, the, the history here says that she, that she, when she logs in here, she's in here for a few hours before leaving. And while she's logged in, her system shut down. So she can't see what's happening around her. This is the perfect place to set up an attack. 
So they finally have a solid strategy they can use against Mother, right? So in the meantime, Mother, she's setting up some stuff in her room, and then she realizes that there is a drawing in her room. And the drawing is uh, basically a spaceship and her kissing uh, somebody else. It, it looks like a cartoonish... It's a cartoon of two people kissing, basically. But it looks eerily similar to how the episode began. You know, her with the adult champion, um, you know, pretending that she's kissing him or whatever. And so uh, that that really freaks Mother out. Then uh, Paul, our boy Paul here, he shows us what, his, what, what he was collecting that wood for. And what he was collecting the wood for is to set up a trap, basically. A trap that would... Uh, kill the the golem grievous creatures without them having to do it and so naturally he's showing campion and imagine like okay this is gonna sound weird but imagine a cross between kind of like a mouse trap and a vagina so (laughs) i know it's weird but it's uh, how can i explain that actually there's kind of like rape traps for vagina you know it's it's like a little it's like a little circle with teeth and once you know like their penis is inserted it it traps it you know with teeth uh i imagine that but with sticks and the intention is uh, like imagine two sticks that are parallel to each other and you put teeth in the middle and then you kind of like bend them outwards and 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 you know tie strings in the middle so if you try to go through the middle It'll release the strings and the sticks will straight straighten out and it'll get you right in the middle. So honestly, I have no better way of explaining that. Like crossing, like like imagine like a, a wooden vagina with teeth in the middle, but but like like a kid size. You know, it's, it's kind of like big. So like the three four feet tall. So kind of like that. There's really no better way of describing it. If you if you see the the image here, uh, you you'll be like yeah, actually that that sounds kind of about right. Anyway. So he creates this machine, well, this mechanism, this contraption, and naturally, Campion is not a fan. And he's especially not a fan after Paul's like, but we can use the mushrooms as bait because we know they eat the mushrooms, and also the mushrooms are disgusting. I'd rather eat the Gollum Grievous creature, which I totally called, by the way. You remember the previous episode when I when I said, look at this poor kid's face when 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 Campion is saying, like, Paul and I are only going to eat the mushrooms. The, the look in the kid's face of, like, the fuck? Like, why am I only eating the mushrooms? No, I totally called that one. Anyway, so Paul's like, but I found a, a way that we don't have to kill him, but that they that they die. Naturally, Campion doesn't like this, and he sucker punches Paul. Why? Because Paul betrayed him. And you remember how the previous episode I said, uh, the, the fact that Campion said, don't worry, Paul, I trust you, is a guarantee that Paul's going to stab him in the back? Now... Is this stabbing Campion in the back? Not exactly, but he looks at it as a betrayal. He's like, you were my one ally here, and now you stabbed me in the back. And Paul's just like, I'm hungry, dude. <laughs> Mushrooms suck, and meat's pretty good. Anyway, so Paul, uh, so so a Campion sh- sucker punches Paul, and afterwards, he does the natural thing. Actually, he does the correct thing, and that's he jumps on him and says double tapping the motherfucker. So he's actually <laughs> he continues his assault, which is what you have to do. You can't just assume that you won with the first punch. You have to keep going. Naturally, father doesn't like this. He stops him and he brings him over to mother. And so mother is like, the fuck do you mean that you beat up 
Paul. And Campy's like, I don't give a shit. I'm not sorry. And Mother's like, you'll apologize. Paul's like, uh, and Campy's like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not sorry. And Mother's like, what do you think you were doing? Blah, blah, blah. And Campy is like, well, you, you just want me to apologize because you want me to continue being a pushover, blah, blah, blah. And I want it to be peaceful and I kill animals. And that's why I'm punching Paul. <laughs> and I want people, and I've learned that violence apparently is the answer to things. Because we must, we must teach people of our peaceful ways through force. <laughs> <laughs> which always fucking happens i've never been a passive well i actually know that, that I, I was about to make a gross exaggeration but yeah it, it's funny how that happens huh it's like yes peaceful except when you don't listen to me you son of a bitch then violence of course is reasonable and excuse anyway uh campion says basically you're not my real mother i don't have to listen to you and walks and walks away so this leads mother to have a conversation with father, and she shows father the drawing that, that I showed you previously, right? And father's like, whoa, this is weird, because it's in the style of Tally. You remember Tally, the little girl that keeps popping up for some reason? And mother's like, don't lie, you did it, and you know her patterns by memory, blah, blah. And father's like, the fuck are you talking about? I haven't even been here. And it's like, also, you're the one who's lying. You're the one that's disappearing. You're a bad mother. You haven't spent time with your kids. And mother's like, yeah, you don't talk to me like that. And father's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Kill me again? So, fun times all around, you know? It's about time that all this stuff blew over, blew out in the open. But let's continue. Uh, mother decides, fuck all this. <laughs> and so she goes back to the dream machine, and she starts going through the corridors, and she ends up finding Campion. And now, this is not her going back into a memory. This is Campion actually standing there in kind of like a hologram, right? And so, this is weird. And the conversation is kind of interesting. Uh, so, because Mother is not sure if he's a virus, if he's a vision, if she's actually, if, if, if her system is starting to rot, if she's malfunctioning, she's not sure, which is actually kind of great. But, uh, because again, ambiguity is always fun. But here's the, the important part of all of this. Uh, the, the, the champion here basically tells us, like, I want to give you whatever you want. What do you want? And Mother's answer is basically i want to bang your brains out so (laughs) all right i guess robots and humans have a few things in common uh next while she's in there marcus goes out and checks her that she's still asleep and is like all right perfect time to set up our trap so they start setting up the trap they put in like the big mirror thing with the prisoner there and they they aim it at her face and they set up a few bombs and so they're like all right plans in motion let's uh let's just wait for the for the perfect moment to strike and so we go back into the dream where mom is basically banging Campion in her mind, which is, I guess, how robots would, well, how AIs would bang. And while they're banging, they they actually took something from the boys. And I can't show you the image here because it's, 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 it's let's say, not PG. But uh, they actually start banging while they're floating in the air, which is a very inconvenient way of do it, doing it, especially because the guy's on top. And so... I don't know if you guys have ever gone through this, but if you don't have anywhere you can, you can, you know, like get a little bit of resistance, like put your feet on the ground or knees on the bed or whatever. It's just, it's, it's highly inconvenient and a very stupid thing, but whatever. It, it looks cool, I guess. Anyway, she starts getting a vision while in the middle of banging and they end up getting covered with android blood, which is kind of weird. The room, entire room gets covered with android blood. And that's when mom starts feeling the, the, and the, the, the machine, like the big mirror thing starting to hit her. And basically what this does is it's affecting 
her processing power that's completely being focused onto that thing so she can't do anything else. She has Her defenses are going down, all that stuff. And that's when Marcus is like, all right, blow her up. And unfortunately, the thing starts to malfunction badly. And so it completely malfunctions and mother wakes up and she's fucking pissed. So the prisoner gets blown away. We are not sure exactly what happened to him. But as you can see here, uh, mother starts floating and she starts carrying a whole bunch of boulders with her. And the only smart guy in this entire scene is Marcus because he's like, fuck this. And he runs away while everybody else starts getting blown to smithereens. So fortunately for the rest of them, they, they do get injured. Most of them, some of them survive, but mother decides, oh, I got to go protect my kids because this is clearly a two-pronged attack. And if you've noticed, only Marcus has been here. Where's Julius and where's Mary? Well, turns out that they've been scouting the whole, well, actually, this was the plan. And I I guess I skipped this part because whatever. So the plan was they're going to wait for the signal that mother's been killed before they go and take the kids. They haven't heard anything from them. And so Mary's like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go get the kid. So she go uh, camping in the meantime. He's talking to, to Molly and Molly's like, but Tally's here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, stop lying about Tally. I, they keep mentioning Tally. So I have to keep mentioning Tally. Anyway, so uh, while she gets upset because nobody believes her, Molly goes back into the room where the painting was. And here's something kind of weird. She looks at the drawing that father claimed was made by Tally and it starts to morph and get darker and burned up. As she's looking at it, which is weird, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll go into that probably later. Uh, so in the meantime, Mary finds uh, finds Paul, and they run the fuck out of there. She's like, "Got him gone." In the meantime, Father starts feeling like there's something weird going on, like he, he's feeling watched, and so he. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He, he, like, you know, the, like there's, it's too quiet. It's quiet. Too quiet. And so he tells all the kids, get the fuck on the ship, get on the get on the little like escape, escape pod that we ca- that we'd have. I'll go check things out. He goes out and he starts getting shot at. So the the soldiers start coming into the property, and you can see if you want to see the image, uh, fathers going around, and uh, while the soldiers are coming in from the same side, basically I'll 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 skip the major part of this uh, of this, but uh they they they're kind of just fathers kind of like hiding around trying to trying to survive anyway the kids run towards the towards the escape pod and they get in to be safe father in the meantime grabs paul's uh paul's trap that he made and he kills one of the one of the soldiers with it and then he gets shot and he basically if he finds tally he gets a weapon finally he brings tally to the ship and he realizes where the fuck's paul so he goes out try to guess paul uh a shootout ensues and uh father starts noticing that he's his movement is is starting to get a little bit janky. He's being he's very injured at this point, but he's he can still he can still fight. Uh, he climbs up the side of a building with a with a ladder, and this is when Hunter basically betrays him because Hunter turns on the megaphone of the ship and basically says he's on the building, he's on the top of the building, and so the soldiers position themselves to where they can shoot him, 
and father goes down and just as they're about to kill him mother shows up and she blows one of the dudes to smithereens fortunately she can't see julius from where she's coming and so julius gets the fuck out of there so next mother shows up she's very concerned like oh no father you've you've been injured and uh and she tries to you know give him attention in the meantime paul and mary reach uh they reach Marcus because Marcus went uh, went back because he figured, ah, there's something's going to happen. So they kind of meet halfway. And he tells Paul, all right, Paul, we kind of need you to go back. And Mary's like, the fuck he's going back? And he's like, no, Paul, you have to go back because if you leave, she will come after us. And so you need to go there and you kind of we need you to get her eyes. So you need to take her down. This is all on you. And Mary's like, the fuck it is. We'll just run away. He's like, no. And Paul's like, I'll do it. So uh, Marcus gives him a knife. And Paul's like, all right, I'll, I'll do this. I'll be a man. Anyway, in the meantime, mother's trying to take care of father, see if she can put him back together. And the, and the kids, they you know, they start fighting each other. Campion is like, Hunter, you betrayed father. This is all your fault, blah, blah. And he's like, we're kind of like hostages here. What do you fuck do you expect me to do? And so, uh, that's when Paul shows up and everyone's like, Paul, where the fuck have you been? He's like, I heard gunshots. So I hid, which is a perfectly reasonable explanation. Honestly, uh, kind of, I guess in a way, I'll get back to that. Then, uh, Paul, uh, while they're fighting, Paul pulls out the knife, cuts the, 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 the necklace where she has her, where mother has her eyeballs and runs the fuck out of there. Well, with the necklace, with the, with the eyeballs. Mother's like, you little shit. So she starts chasing after him. And as she's chasing after him, Marcus, out of nowhere, hits her with an axe right in the fucking chest. Boom. Like, gotcha, bitch. And so he hits her a few more times. Mother's on the ground bleeding. And just as Marcus is about to give her the coup de grace, uh, a voice starts talking to him. He says, no, she must live. I think that's exactly what they said. Like, no, she must live. So... This, again, Marcus thinks it may or may not be the voice of God. So he decides not to kill her, puts his axe down, tells Paul to come towards him, give him the eyes. So he takes the eyes and he hugs him. And that's how that episode ends. So there you go. That's that's the breakdown of this particular episode. So with that, let's continue. Let's move on to uh, the good, the bad, and the wolves. And the good, the bad, and the wolves is where I break down uh, the things that I liked from the episode, the things I didn't like from the episode, and you know, the and the wolf says here a fun fact. This one I'm gonna keep it kind of short because uh, I'm I'm seeing I'm already actually I, I've been doing pretty good on time for this one. I'm doing I kept it pretty short, but still I got another one thing I want to record. Anyway, so uh, let's start. Let's begin with the good. So let me just make this a little bit bigger here. So the good. I liked the conversation that they that mother and father had. Well, where, when things came out in the open, he's like, Yo, "What are you gonna do? Kill me again?" It's like, "Yes, thank you. That's 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 a perfect question. That's a perfectly reasonable question to ask to somebody who killed you. You know, it's like, what? You just want me to be your bitch here the whole time just because you can kill me? Like that's this is not this is not helping. This is not good for me. So I like that conversation. Uh, Paul was the man pretty much the entire episode. Like the entire episode, he. He, except, you know, because he was a little bitch because he took the punch and, and didn't fight back. But, I mean, their their religion says that they're supposed to be peaceful or whatever, even though they kill whatever. It, it's weird. But he makes a trap. He sets up. Uh, he solves the puzzle in, like, seconds. 
Uh, he takes the eyes from from mother. Like Paul was on point the whole episode. There's much respect for Paul. I'm really liking him. I also liked how he kind of. I I this has nothing to do with the episode or with the show. I like that I called his betrayal. Like I <laughs> like I could see it coming. I could I could see the misery in the kid's face of being you know forced forced to only eat fungus instead of eating both, which is the perfect solution. And then. You know, him being like, all right, well, I'll just use it as bait. So the thing that you discovered, I'm turning it against and I'm betraying you. So I, lo- I love that. It was hysterical, at least to me, especially because I, I saw it coming a mile away. And anyway, I also liked the there was a few parallels here in this episode. But I like the fact that Marcus is not sure that if he's listening to the voice of God or if he's going crazy. While at the same time, Mother's not sure if she has a virus, which would be the equivalent of going crazy or if it's actually some kind of divine tech entity, or if actually Campion found a way of inserting himself into the software of the Ark. We don't know, because the dude apparently was a pretty good hacker. So, I like that there's a lot of mystery there, and there's a parallel. There's clearly a force influencing them both. We're not sure if it's the same one or or if a different one, but that's fun. It's always fun, you know, for it to be a little bit of a mystery. Uh, Then I also... The parallels continue with the sex scene. So if you guys remember, the sex scene here, I I told you, uh, mother starts having a vision and she starts getting covered in blood. Well, and and which would be, well, it's kind of like, looks like milk or glue, but that's how android blood looks. It's it's like white milky substance. Like right now it looks like they're covered in sperm, but that's, that's, that's supposed to be blood. If you guys remember, the episode where Marcus and Mary have sex, that's when Marcus also has a vision and Mary and himself, they're covered in blood. So there's parallels there. Again, there's a very interesting parallel between the story of Marcus and the story of Mother. And it, it looks like it's all coming to a head. There's not many episodes left and I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen. And also, I just, I did not see coming, you know, Marcus out of nowhere with, it, with an axe getting her right in the chest. Like, honestly, I legit expected that, that they were going to try to milk this a little bit more. I did not expect that whole thing to resolve in this episode. I thought, all right, they already had the big action scene, um, and uh, Paul he he's got the knife, so they're gonna they're gonna have like a one long tense episode where Mar- with where Paul's trying to find the perfect moment to, to to attack. No, they did it immediately, and so I like that. I like that when a story you know like keeps keeps it going. You you have a good momentum going right now. Step it up, step it up a notch. So that's good. Uh, let's move on. To that. So that was the good. Let's move on to the bad. So the bad is, for starters, they gave Mother another power, and another fucking power where she raises rocks. I'll get into that in a little bit later. Uh, I hated fucking Campion the entire episode because he was like a little bitch the entire episode. First, he's bitching about burying the, his food. Then he's bitching about his friend being smarter than he is. Then he sucker punches like a bitch, his supposed best friend, because he was clever and found... Because basically, he was pissed off that he that Paul had a mind of his own. He was like, "Hey, you can't force me to eat what you don't want me to eat." And he's again. I already said it. You'll learn of your of our peaceful ways through force. So yeah, very annoying. All the, then he was annoying to Molly. Then he was annoying to Hunter. The little bitch to that. Campion is the worst character in this show by far. I mean, it's not even close. Not even close. Uh, then I also. The whole thing with Molly and Tally, I'm very confused. I don't know why Molly was seeing the the picture transform or get burned right in front of her eyes. I'm very confused with that. 
and honestly, the other stuff I guess I could kind of explain out. This is the part of the show that's kind of like too too magic-y, and I don't like that in sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi usually has logical explanation. This one doesn't have much for me, so I'm I'm just very confused. I I need them to resolve that particular storyline because it's it makes no sense to me. So there you go. That was the bad. Let's move on to the wolves, and that's one I'm gonna keep it pretty simple. How the fuck were those boulders flying? So when Mother gets reactivated, and I'll just basically break down what happened here. When when Mother they they set off the, they set off the trap, doesn't work out. Mother reactivates, and as she's reactivating, a whole bunch of pebbles and large boulders start floating around with her. Now the weird thing here is that the humans don't fly and the trees don't shake. So let's try to figure out what the hell kind of mechanism this is. So immediately i i thought well it's got to be some kind of like telekinesis right except for telekinesis you need to have a brain and or at least a human brain because we don't know if robots can have telekinesis honestly it's never really been a thing in any type of sci-fi that i've ever read so i'm 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 discarding that i think telekinesis is kind of like a human thing then you start thinking all right maybe it's like an anti-gravity drive and that's how she flies and it's just extending from her but then why wouldn't the humans float? And that's where I think things start making a little bit more sense. So if it's some sort of anti-gravity drive, which basically, imagine a device that kind of negates the gravity, the thing that the gravity is pulling you down. So that's why she can float. Because, you know, gravity pulls you down towards the center of a planet. Imagine if it's some type of device that actually negates that. So you would start floating around. Imagine if this is a gravity drive that only affects inorganic materials that it would explain why the pebbles start floating that would explain why the boulders are floating why that when why she's floating why the humans aren't and why the when why the trees are staying in the same spot i know it doesn't make much sense i know like an anti-gravity drive that's exactly that's not how that works i know that people who actually know this stuff are probably ripping their hairs out and they're like that's so stupid i'm trying to dumb it down okay i'm trying to dumb it down to a point where i can at least kind of make sense of it and those are words that I know, <laughs> or and, or at least there's terms that I know. I, I know gravity drives are for speed or whatever. It doesn't matter. Graviton drives for for speed. Eh, doesn't matter. Point is, that's my theory. I guess that's the that's the mechanism that allows her to float. Except it expanded. You know, she was rebooting and she was kind of like flexing. So she's like expanded the area, and so only inorganic materials. Rows, organic materials stay down, and that's the only reasonable explanation I can find for this that doesn't give her a new fucking power, because if she's telekinetic now, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Like, she already has too many fucking powers. So that's that's the only quasi-reasonable explanation I could find. So hopefully it's good enough for you, because uh, honestly, that's the best that I got, at least for that one. But that's it for today. That's it for today. Hopefully you enjoyed that. I don't know when I'm going to do episode 7. I'm very much looking forward to it because uh, this one was a pretty good episode. It was actually a really good episode. I, I enjoyed it. Except, actually, you know what? Uh, we're, I'm, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually going to go back here because this is this is part of the bad. This is part of the bad. And I, I can't believe I almost I almost closed this out without breaking this down. So I, I thought this was, this was way too quick. So let's let's go back here to the fight. Because the fight kind of bugged me. Um, let's, see, let's see. Let's see. Let me open this up full. All right. There you go. So the fight is strategically one of the dumbest firefights I've ever seen. Because look at this. Father 
it tells the kids to go out into the spaceship, right? These dudes, the soldiers, are just coming all in from the same side. And they've been, supposedly, they've been scouting this area for a while. And by a while, I don't mean just the while today, which they should, I mean, they should have every single person accounted for. They should know where every single kid is. That's what scouting is for. But they should have, they should have explored this area because they've had, they've been there for days. So they should know where everything is pretty well by now. The most important thing in this camp, and I mean the most important thing, is the escape pod. Why? Keyword. Try to guess what the word is. Escape. That is the most important thing they needed to block. So if you're going to come in from any direction, you should come in from the direction that cuts off the escape pod. But no, they come opposite. So dumbass is there. Then... uh. His father's running around and he's trying to do his all thing. Oh, the, the way that they're fighting is completely stupid. But I'll, but I'll I'll jump to the more egregious thing, which the honestly the dumbest thing is that they they that they didn't take the escape pod immediately or at least block their exit. But as as you know, the fight progresses. Father ends up getting pinned down per se. Like he starts taking cover behind a wall, and they know where he is. They know that he at least he's behind one of the silos now. If any of you, and and that's when he, all right, that's when he climbs up the side of the building and starts shooting from the top or whatever. If any of you have ever played any video game ever, any shooting video game ever, you want to, uh, you want to flank the guy. So you don't just stay there looking at them like, well, that's the last pot I saw him. So I'll just wait for him to move and or come out and I'll shoot him. No, you flank him, especially when he gets nowhere to hide. What does flanking mean? It, it means that you hit him from the side. So if I have cover in front of me. And then you you come in from my left where I have no cover. You have me dead to fucking rights. So what they should have done there, and any reasonable soldier would have done, is you you send one guy from one side, you send one guy from the other, and it's kind of like a pincer move, and you flank them. And that's how you get them. While at the same time, you have somebody else, because, I mean, I think they had more than two. Well, at this point, they only had two. But you have somebody get, shooting suppressor fire so that he can't come out while you're flanking him. It's... That's how you do it. And they didn't do it. And these dudes are supposed to be pros. Like, these dudes are supposed to be the best of the best humanity has to offer. And so, I that really bugged me. Honestly, it, it, it was just horribly choreographed. It was terrible. And so, that, that was also part of the bad. And I can't believe I almost forgot it. But I, I got it. I got it back, all right? Sorry. Sorry. Got it back. Uh, I got it out of the way. But now I can officially finish this episode. Like I said, it was a good episode. It was just certain things that I... They bug me because they make no fucking sense. And somebody has to choreograph this stuff. Like, it, it would have been super easy. Just talk to a soldier. And they'd be like, this is the stupidest idea ever. Why don't you take away their, you know, their their escape route? Why don't you flank the guy? So it it's it was just dumb. And it honestly, it, doesn't, it didn't make it even look any better. Sometimes I can forgive stuff if it, makes it, if it looks cool. This did not look cool. Like, ugh, bad writing. Anyway. That's it for today. As always, any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dario the Show on Instagram and at Super Dario World. Uh, you can see this video on YouTube at Super Dario World. Live, sus- like, subscribe, and everything. I, I really appreciate it. As always, thank you for listening, and I'll see you again next time. Lucky. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.